Welcome to episode two of the Taking Back Football Featured Athlete Podcast. My name is Tyler Bloom, owner of Taking Back Football, and I'm joined today by Reed Bonner, Iowa City West High graduate. He played multi-sports like myself after high school. We'll get into that here in a minute, but uh, Reed, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Excited. I met Reed here in Iowa City through Diamond Dreams, a baseball and softball academy where my office is. Reed's done lessons here as a kid and is back here as an instructor now and has helped me out with the football program. I've gotten to know him quite a bit uh, over that time and gotten to know his football path, but not only that, like I said, he's a multi-sport athlete whose story I think will bring a lot of value to parents who want their kids to have opportunities to play beyond high school. So again, thanks for being here, Reed, and we'll just jump right in. Let's go. When did you first play football, or what do you remember about playing football as a kid before it was even organized? Well, I remember that I was always a huge football fan because my dad's crazy about it. Always had season ticket style games since I was, I mean, since the Drew Tate days. That's kind of where I started to love football. I just remember every day after school, every day at school, at recess, we would play. We had a group that we wouldn't play kickball, we wouldn't play soccer, it would be football, unless it was snowy outside. Snow days are the best days to try to get away with tackle football outside. True, true, but I didn't really like playing my boots. I was fast, so yeah. that wasn't really my game. So if it was snowy, I was really going to stay inside. I have a lot of memories of those recess days. When were you able to transition into organized football, and what did that look like? What grade were you in? Was it flag or tackle, and, and what was that experience like? So it definitely started with flag, and it actually was like where the river landing is now. There were fields where we pretty much are sitting right now. And we would play in the outfield of the baseball fields. And I remember that was, I mean, that was pretty fun. But then they started the Youth Sports Foundation. YSF. Yeah, where we, fifth grade, so we started playing tackle. And honestly, I didn't really, like, those aren't the best memories for me. I didn't think that was that fun. Because I was an athlete and pads were awkward. They were all too big. I wanted to run around and catch the ball. You experienced a different game than what you were used to on the flag field or on the playground when you yeah. put the helmet and shoulder pads on. Exactly, yeah. And we had, my group of friends, we had a few big, one big kid that was also the fastest kid. He was faster than me, but also bigger than everybody, and he couldn't get the ball because of the rule. Yeah, that came, up in, uh, that came up in my first episode with Ezra Miller. He actually stripped a guy on defense and got the ball, and they whistled him down. Yeah. They didn't let him return it because he had the, the red dot or the stripe. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that rule. Mm-hmm. And this kid's name was Ben Hilmer, and I'll talk about him quick. He won the pump pass and kick competition with a 60-yard pass in sixth grade. Wow. So, I mean, he was pretty talented, but they just took away his opportunity to ever – because he only ended up like normal size, so he could have like quarterback size, but he was only ever a lineman. Like they forced him. You mentioned that the transition to tackle football took some time for you. You were in fifth grade when you first started playing tackle football. Mm-hmm. At what point did you start to say, "Hey, all right, I understand what's going on here. I can uh, I can play in this type of environment and start to ascend your game." Probably about the time I started getting into my five above, like five five body where I'm kind of a man. I'd say that was like freshman year, but the unfortunate thing was the first time I touched the ball freshman year, I broke my leg up in Xavier. So I missed that whole season. But yeah, I would say that year I was really having fun playing, even though our practices were grueling at West. We practiced from with ninth graders through 12th graders. So we had everybody in the field. We had George Kittle out there in the field as a sophomore before he left for Cedar Falls and then Oklahoma eventually. We were practicing with a ton of talent on the field. But that was finally when I was starting to be able to keep up. 
with my body and the pads didn't feel overly big and it started to feel right. Let's backtrack to junior high. You talked about your game was a speed game, so I imagine that you were a guy that had the ball in his hands. What positions were you playing from the time you got into tackle football in fifth grade through junior high? Fifth grade and sixth grade, I was the quarterback because, like I said, my buddy couldn't play. So I had to play quarterback. But then junior high, I played on the lightweight team as a fullback, but I got the ball a lot, scored a few touchdowns. And then eighth grade year as like a slot with, we had Reiners. He was our quarterback. We had a few guys running back. We had a good little team. So I caught a few passes for touchdowns. And Before high school still, were you going to camps in fifth grade through junior high? Actually, my dad pulled out a old picture of the Tim Dwight football camp. So I went there for two years. And I remember the first year was probably too young. And I still wasn't really ready to compete with all those kids around. But then the second time I went back, I remember I had a little more say swag to me. I could keep up and start beating people in races. Tim's done that camp for almost 20 years now. I think I've worked the last three or four years. It's a great camp, three days. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fun. Any others? Did you go to the Iowa camp here? Or no. Because back then they had, I think Iowa had like the week-long camps that you could come to. Maybe you were too young. Maybe that's just for high schoolers. Yeah, I never, never went to anything at Iowa. No? Mm-mm. Not even in high school? Nope. Did you go to other camps in high school? I was always too busy with... I was a three-sport athlete, so I never really could find time. And that's actually something that I see... I know you worked with Oliver Martin, and that's something that I praise him. I don't understand quite how he did it, but being able to balance through baseball season, going to football camps in the summer, and then vice versa. I don't know how he did it, if he did it quite as well with baseball, but somehow getting recruited for football while playing summer baseball... I never thought I could do that because camps were on the, during the day and we had practice and then games at night. But no, the answer to that question is no. I didn't really do many camps except for the Iowa State 7-on-7. Seven seven. Was the Iowa State 7-on-7 seven seven a thing you did with the West High team? Mm-hmm. And we won that every year. It was awesome. You were football, baseball, and what was your third sport? Basketball until junior year. And then I flip-flopped. Uh, I didn't play basketball senior year. I ran for track senior year. I thought you were going to tell me you flipped to wrestling. You toughened up a little bit. Nah, I wish. I did that in junior high. Best friend Ezra got me to go out. He was a hard-nosed wrestler. Okay, let's transition to uh, high school at West High. So you got into your freshman year a little bit. What was your sophomore year like? Where were you at on the depth chart? Did you see any varsity on special teams and things like that? And then as you answer that transition to your junior and senior year when you probably started seeing the field a little bit more. So sophomore year is probably like the turning point, I would say, in my sports career. Neither of the varsity, especially football, they didn't have the strongest team. They had George leave, but then they had seven sophomores the previous year go up, so they still were senior week. So everybody was wanting to play varsity, and they took everybody but me and Jeremy Morgan, who ended up playing at UNI for basketball. They didn't take either of us, plus the baseball season, pretty much the exact same thing happened. So that kind of always put... A little chip on my shoulder and I would say that's where I made the change from just a skilled athlete that didn't work very hard and uh, trying to be above that. I'm sure that that transition from being the guy that didn't get selected to the guy junior and senior year who's probably depended on to be a leader and, and produce for the team it didn't just happen on the game field or even on the practice field. You mentioned that it put a chip on your shoulder. So what type of stuff did you do to transition from the guy not getting selected to a guy being a dude out there? Just bringing it every day. I'm always going to show up 15 minutes early, be one of the last guys to leave. You have to be a good teammate and then just kind of going to work every day and trusting the process that it's all going to work out in the end. It made me realize that you have to do the things 
when nobody's watching, if you commit to it, you can be ready because a lot of kids won't. Yeah. You can get the upper hand on a lot of people. Like the camera's not on, people aren't posting on social media. So clearly you went into the weight room and you, mm -hmm. and you got to work. I yep. mean, there's no shortcut to getting better. You got to put in the work. Mm -hmm. How about recruiting? You went to play baseball first at DMAC. So tell me how that came about and then we'll transition to when you went back to football. I committed to Iowa Western right after football season. And then... So you were going to go play football yeah. and then baseball came back in? So I was already All-State as a junior for baseball, but we hadn't played our senior season yet. Yeah. And I hadn't gotten any offers, so I was kind of mad. Like, well, how am I going to get an offer if I... If the season ends 10 days before college starts. For those that aren't familiar with Iowa high school baseball, it's the only state in the country that plays over the summer. And so a lot of Iowa high school seniors, they don't get recruited off of their senior year because many of those college baseball teams are already getting amped up for their fall season, which is kind of like football spring ball. So most Iowa high school players are recruited on their junior year. Going into your senior year of baseball, it sounds like you were still leaning towards football at Iowa Western. So so how did DMAC come in? So I was always talking to DMAC, and they had offered me, and eventually I just kind of got talked out of playing football, kind of talked myself out of it. But you would say your first love is baseball. I love both sports. I'll never like say I loved one more than the other. When I was a kid, I did not like baseball as much as I do now. If I had to go play Sunday baseball, I didn't want to. I'd rather play video games. Where did that change occur? At what point did you start to say, oh, I really like this game? You start to watch the professionals, actually, and understand what those humans are doing and appreciating every little thing about the game. Same with football. Like what I learned at Iowa Western, when you run a actual like route scheme, signs, getting relayed in, and you can pick apart defenses, like that's fun. I know you're doing a lot of stuff with like film review with Red Zone. I wish I had that. So you went and you played a semester at DMACC. I was not prepared at all for the workload, the difference of college baseball and high school baseball, I'd say that. So you decided to go to Iowa Western for football. Tell me about that. Iowa Western's awesome. So they junior college program. Yeah. So like I said, I committed to them first off, and so there could have been hard feelings there that I decommitted from them, but they just want the grinders. They want the in-state dudes that are like me, that need a place to go, that have good grades, that are going to come in and not get in trouble. Iowa Western's where I learned how to be a teammate and that everybody has a role to play and if everybody understands their role and can do their job then that's how you have success what position did you play punt returner and i was a backup receiver played two years just one just two semesters there could you have played two years or? i could have gone back but then i went to uni then i went to mount mercy to finish and there was two more switches of the sport again so I had to make a few big decisions. I did the opposite of you, was left-handed and threw in the mid-90s as a pitcher in high school. I went and played football first and then returned to baseball after I graduated. I knew that if I tried football first and that didn't work, that I could get back into baseball much easier than trying baseball first and trying to get back in football. Um, what I want to know from you is, would you do it differently? Yeah, I would. That's a tough one. I asked myself that question a lot, and I told myself when I made that decision as a senior, I'd never regret that decision. And I don't. I'm a believer that everything kind of happens for a reason and feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be now. But I do wonder what if. I definitely wonder what if, but all the decisions I've made with the schools I've been to. So what'd you do at UNI? So UNI was really, this is where I think a lot of people should learn from me. 
I should have probably stayed at Iowa Western one year, but I didn't. So, but Iowa Western was a great place. I was in a great situation. Punt returner in the national championship game, lost to the last chance U team from Netflix. So I had a great year. Probably could have gone back, been a starting receiver. So I wish I would have stayed there because UNI was a walk-on opportunity, and I wish I would have not just jumped at the D1 chance like I did. Go somewhere where you're wanted as opposed to somewhere where you want to go. Do you have any uh, aspirations to coach? Absolutely. I'm going to see the baseball thing out. I've been working at it for a while. I'm not about to make another decision that I'm going to regret. But once I'm done, I'm going to go straight into coaching. I've talked to Coach Hartwig over at West with you here. Baseball, too. I'm trying to coach whatever. What is your advice to young athletes if they desire to play sports, whether it's football, baseball, or anything else, beyond high school? Take every opportunity that you have. If you get stuck on the sophomore team, a lot of people have been where you are. If you think you're in the wrong situation, then work hard to get out of it. Nobody can put a ceiling on your potential. It's all about what you do when nobody's watching at a certain point, you're not going to get opportunities just because you show up. Um, showing up's easy to do. you got to put in the work yeah. and earn your opportunities, and I think that's kind of uh, what you're hitting out there. Yeah, exactly. Just to finish off that question, how to separate yourself. Your body can only do so much, right, like physically, but then it's what you do in that off time. They're spending their time on the game having fun because they like it. I mean, that's kind of what I started to do. I try to give young kids so much ammunition, for lack of a better term, with their parents to watch sports on TV because I remember watching the Cubs when I was a kid and they were on WGN and any football game that was on. Actually listening to the announcers and hearing what they're saying, a lot of times the color commentator is a former player. Mm -hmm. You've got guys like Tony Romo and other guys who are really good at it. You can learn so much just by watching the game and listening, even as a young kid. I'm amazed by kids that come in here to our camps and they'll start rattling off statistics. Somebody highlighted on TV or things that they watch. Some of them bring me a stat of the day. And I know for a fact that that engagement with the sport is going to make them a better player. It's going to make and love the game more. And I honestly believe if you replace Fortnite with a sporting game, the the kid will get better at the sport. They will learn even if they're sitting on their butts playing a video game. It's funny that you mentioned that. I'm doing some more stuff incorporating classroom time with the kids that we're working with and just seeing some stuff on a screen, whether it's themselves performing something so they can analyze how their body works. But another thing I've been considering is some type of utilization of video games in Madden in order to have kids understand the game better. I kind of had a light bulb moment with that even after college. When I was playing, played a couple weeks at the Leo linebacker. One of the jobs of the Leo was to alert the defense as to what personnel the offense had on the field. The linebacker's coach would have a hand signal to let us know, hey, they're in blue, three wide receivers, or they're in green, two tight ends, two running backs. Well, if a team comes out in three wide receivers and one running back, or it comes out in two tight ends and two backs in the backfield, Mm -hmm. there's an entirely different set of plays that they're going to run. And I was not able to grasp that. I was trying to think about where do I line up? What do I do when the ball snapped? I wasn't necessarily worried about what they were doing. And I'm sitting there playing Madden one day and gets into a situation in the game and it's like third and three. And it tells you how many wide receivers, how many running backs, and how many tight ends are going into the game for Mm -hmm. the offense. And so when I would see those heavy personnel... I'd be like, oh, they're probably going to run it, or I shouldn't have dime defense on the field because they got some big guys in. And that was kind of a light bulb moment for me where I was like, man, I probably could have been a lot better player if I had been 
thinking at, at this level. So we're going to try to introduce some of that to kids and hopefully get them thinking at a higher level than they're actually able to compete. Yeah. And as their body and their training catches up, they can be better players and they can take more advantage of the skills that they have because they're more knowledgeable about the game. I appreciate you being on the podcast today. I enjoy seeing you at work every day and talking about this stuff even offline. Best of luck to you in your baseball pursuit. And uh, once your career as an athlete is over, I know that you'll make a good coach. So, Thank you. Um, thanks hey, again. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.